It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't, and of course, will it stick? Hey, Alexis. Hey, Melissa. I just love this setup. I do, too. I'm, like, so so cozy. Me, too. All right. Well, do you remember when we actually had to, like, call a phone number to get a taxi to our house, like, before going out to the bars? Yeah. Like, it wasn't (laughs) that long ago. I know. I remembered. Like, I memorized the taxi number in college. Really? What was it? Do you still know it? Uh, I think it was (laughs) 602-200-2000. It was. I'm pretty sure. Well, now looking back, it feels so old-fashioned, doesn't it? No, it's crazy. But literally, Uber hit Arizona in 2012. That's only 10 years ago. I know, because I remember, it was so funny, I remember hearing about Uber, because my dad, it was in LA, Yeah. obviously first, and I was like, what is this? And I kept searching for the app, and it was like, not available, not available. Yeah. But I had all these friends like raving about it, and now it's like, I can't live without Uber. No. I literally cannot live without Uber. Like, we used to have to, I mean, call a taxi or wait outside the bars and, like, hail a cab or, like, beg a friend to be our DD. Or, like, I called my mom back in the day. Oh, well, yeah, in high school. No, like, I was, like, 22. Oh, okay. I mean, I I probably call my mom, too. When you're desperate. Yeah. You know, you do what you got to do. But I don't have to tell you this, I'm sure, but Uber is actually a verb now. Oh, yeah. Like, you Uber. No matter what you're doing rideshare-related, you're Ubering. Yes. Right? You are. But it's really hard for brands to become a verb. Is Amazon a verb? Like, Amazon it? Uh, I, like I my would kids say, like, Amazon like... Prime it is more of the verb, but, like, no, I don't think Amazon's a verb. That's interesting. We should look at it. I'm, like, yeah. I'm just thinking now, like, these brands that I could not, like, might— And I was in Colorado. I was thinking, like, what I could not live without. And we kept asking the neighbors in the middle of anywhere. We're like, does Amazon come out here? I mean, Uber definitely doesn't come out there. Well, I mean, for brands like Lyft, they're kind of royally effed because I know they have, they're doing very well. But, like, Uber is the word everyone uses. Like, even if they're going to get a Lyft, they They say, let's get it, let's Uber. Yes. But they mean, like, they They can take anything. Yes. It's it's crazy. Well, Uber is the default action word for on-demand, app-driven transportation. And I think a brand becomes a verb by, like, ingraining themselves so deep in a person's life that even if that person doesn't use that company, they still say it. Like, just like we said. And that's exactly what Uber did. And do you know how they did it? No. Dude, they have gained insane brand awareness ever since launching by pulling off some really weird, some really wacky, and some crazy attention-grabbing, like, PR stunts. Awesome. I mean, they've really, like, ingrained themselves into our, like, brain. Like, them or? Because we've covered a lot of brands who have used, like, partnered with Uber. It's them. It's, it, well, brands now see the value of the Uber platform, and yeah. they, like— of course, want a partnership. And we looked into it for a client, and it was crazy expensive to do it. But, like, 
they, when they started, the majority of their insane stunts actually are like 2012 to 2015. It's in the high growth period of Uber. Yeah. They've kind of pared it back a little bit recently, but that is really what they what they use to get all of this earned media attention. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if our kids will actually drive. Like, I think they'll have a car, but yeah. it's, like, my sister's going to college right now, and she's like, why would I bring a car? Like, why would I spend my money on gas to. money? I'm like, but you're spending it on Uber. I would argue, versus, like, a college kid driving and making bad decisions, like, it's probably safer. It is less expensive than having insurance and gas and like, she can share rides with friends. Like, where does she really need to go in college? I was going to say, I wonder if they've, and you probably, I don't know if you're covering this, but I wonder if they've ever done, like, a safety campaign because teenagers suck at driving and so do college kids because they're so distracted. Yeah, I, they, I, mean, I have not at driving that. too, but, like, that would be a smart campaign. Like, keep the roads safe. Don't let college or high school kids drive. <laughs> but then, like, how do they learn? I don't know. Maybe they never learn and they just get driven by Uber and then self-driving cars come out. Yeah. And the world's a safer place. Yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. I am not the best driver known to man. <laughs> Remember when we said that we knew we'd make it if we had a driver? And, and a person blow-drying our hair. Yeah, and for a, mi- a hot minute, Melissa's husband owned a limo company. <laughs> but the fucked up part was he didn't, like, we had to pay for the limo to drive yeah. us. Like, he we actually it was, like, running a business. <laughs> We're like, why can't this limo? Like, I remember, like, one time we needed to go to a meeting, and you're like, Mark— can the limo just pick us up? And he got so pissed at you. Like, Melissa, you told me to start a business and, like, generate revenue, and now you just want me to drive you around? Like, how am I going to make money? He literally—that was not a real business because he used it for, like, our personal sake. He just wanted us to treat it like it was a business. But, like, he— I Let's mean, get that business back! <laughs> hard pass. Anyways, I prefer Uber these days. But Uber's CEO in 2013 was quoted, like, about these stunts specifically, saying— People want everything on demand. It's a give me what I want and give it to me now kind of world. And people are drawn to that and they want instant gratification. And that is what makes Uber so successful. I mean, my kids go on Amazon and if it won't get there that day or the day after, they don't even want to buy it. They'll switch their thought process to buy something different because it cannot. Like that yesterday was buying Pokemon cards and he's like, oh, that can get here for like a week. It has to be something very specific that you really want if you're willing to wait for it. Most people, I won't wait for things. But these pop-ups that they pull are really fun ways to bring attention to the convenience of the Rideshare app. And the goal is always to get new customers aware of the brand and to download the app. Okay. Okay. So I'm sure those of you listening are also, and probably Ulex, like, you're aware that Uber has had its fair share of PR disasters. Oh, yeah. They've had to spend millions upon millions of dollars building a positive brand image. But those stories are for a different episode. Like, we're not going into those today. So, yeah, I mean, I—it's cra- It's also crazy that I know they're, you know, they're not technically employees, but the amount of, like, independent contractors they have, it's hard to control them. So there's been some, like, shady people that have destroyed for a while. I mean— I know some of them blew up. There's Oh, there's so many. I mean, the CEO was a disaster. He said some really bad things. There was issues with fair pay. There was issues. I mean, there's there's been so many. I mean, obviously, like, women have been attacked by Uber drivers. Yeah. Like, there's so many negative things that have happened. So these stunts, we're covering the fun part today. Okay. Because we certainly could go into a crazy episode about all of that. But I really think this is interesting because it will spark ideas of like, 
how brands can be so insanely creative in partnerships and just like in rethinking their product and how they can utilize the baseline of their product to create crazy attention. You know what? I'm going to say one thing before you get in the stunts because we should actually do an episode on this. But one Uber driver I was driving with, she was awesome. They have an insane gamification program for their drivers, mm-hmm. like, to get more money. Yeah. And she was, like, telling me all about it. She's like, I had to get this special—I got this new car because then I got more points, and then I got more money. And then, like, take pictures to show that it's clean, I get more money. I drive this many things, and it's, like, point system, and yeah. they get bonused. And her yeah. and her husband, like, have a crazy battle. They're both Uber drivers. <laughs> so, I mean, they were—it's so cool how they engage their customer or oh, their yeah. in, independent contractors I mean, to I make more money. I think they're clearly smart about it because they do— I think a lot of people do it as a side hustle, like, besides a regular job. But some people do it as their full-time gig. Shoot, after they were telling me that, I'm like, I could gay, I could no, kill this Uber game. You are not. You, Of course. The minute it's a competition, she's like, fuck everything else. <laughs> like, <laughs> wanna, Melissa, let's be Uber drivers and see how many points we can get. Hard pass. Melissa would get, like, two-star ratings because she turns left from, like, the I middle lane. Not, I don't know why you always say that. I literally have I never done it. Once. And it just stuck in my head. I've never done it in your wildest dreams. You imagine me like like being a crazy— I mean, I am not the best driver, but I'm not horrible. No, you just have a bad, like, direction memory. Like, oh, I Like, she still doesn't yeah. know how to get to my house, and she's been driving me to my house for yeah. four years. No, I turn on Apple Maps for literally every destination. It could be the neighbor's house. I just want to know, like, what if there's a better way today? <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, tell me about these stunts. Sorry. Today, we'll cover some of the most awe-inspiring and most random stunts and campaigns that Uber has executed. And Alexis, some of these were made for you. Yes. I know. I love when companies think about me when they're creating Like, I don't know how we didn't hear about them. You're going to be disappointed on a few of them. Okay. Okay. First of all, though, currently more than 93 million people use Uber. Just let that sink in. 93 million. That's it. Well, in the first quarter of 2022, it did $10.7 billion in revenue from rides and $13.9 billion in revenue from delivery, like which is Uber Eats. And yeah. they've really been pushing Uber Eats recently. Yeah. And in case you don't know the backstory, real quick, Uber was born on a cold, snowy night in Paris. Huh, oh, Paris. Paris. Go listen to our Louis Vuitton episode, by the way. Ugh. We talk a lot about good don't, old I'm Paris. trying not to purchase items, so I get, like, inspired to, like— buy Louis Vuittons when I listen to that. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I need money first. Well, it was born on a cold, snowy night in Paris in December 2008. Kind of romantic, huh? Like yeah. cold, snowy night. No. Two dudes. Two dudes. Travis Kalanick and Garrett Camp. They couldn't get a ride. They actually were attending a tech conference in Paris because this pair of friends had just sold separate startups and they were just hanging out at a tech conference, deciding what to do next. Travis sold his company for $19 million, and Garrett sold his for a mere $75 million. See, that's our problem. Well, I keep We're saying, not white why? dudes? <laughs> no, that's our problem. I keep saying when I'm telling you our other company, and I'm like, Melissa, we have to create it. That's it. We didn't both sell our companies for $19, million. $75 million. We just have... A billion companies that we keep starting, but in our heads, in our heads, yeah. and we're I mean, missing we, the money part. We can't do a million things well. I mean, we can do a lot of things. We do. A, I mean, <laughs> we do far more things well than the average person. Far more. Far more. 
It's kind of crazy. Well, they were so annoyed about not being able to hail a taxi in that cold, snowy night. And they thought, like, what if you could request a ride from your phone? Obviously, genius idea. So fast forward to March 2009, the duo's in San Francisco, and they have developed a smartphone app that lets people tap a button to get a ride. And it was just in its test phase, and they were probably raising money at this point, even though they probably didn't need to, because the first actual Uber user doesn't take the very first ride through the app until July 5th, 2010. Hmm, okay. I wonder who that person is. Like, do you think they know? It's got to be on the website. I feel It's not. You got to celebrate that guy. Uh, not that I found, but like... It'd be so cool if he's like Uber royalty. Yeah. <laughs> like, does he get free Uber for life? Should. Whatever. I mean, but anyways, Uber moved super fast and they grew insanely quickly. And by 2012, they were doing pretty well. And that's when they came to Phoenix. And that was when they decided to really shake things up and pull some crazy PR stunts. So let's okay. dive in. Okay. In 2012, Uber suddenly announced that they would be delivering ice cream to select U.S. cities. Do you remember this? Ooh, I think I do remember this. I remember when it came up because Uber was so new and our whole office was like, we want Uber ice cream to the office. I remember the Uber puppies. That's coming. Okay. Well, this, of course, created a lot of buzz online because people were like, I thought Uber drove people to places. I didn't think they drove ice cream to places. And why ice cream, right? I mean, in Phoenix, it's hot. We need lots of ice cream. True, but that's not why Uber did it. Okay. They did it because they had just expanded their range of cars to SUVs and hybrids, which was a really huge change from just like luxury cars. Yeah. So they wanted to let people know they were like as versatile with their rides as they are with their business. So they chose to hire ice cream trucks and deliver ice cream on demand to show this off. Kind of cool. Awesome. And in addition to ice cream, customers also got Uber t-shirts, sunglasses, all kinds of swag. And the timing couldn't have been better. Like you said, the the deliveries happened on the hottest day of the year in all the markets. Like Phoenix was one of the markets. Yeah. And the result of this, so many tweets. Like it was hashtag OMG Uber ice cream that was spreading like wildfire. And if you think about it, Uber was still a really new brand at the time. So like... This was amazing traction for them. Yeah. You know? And just a fun way to get people excited about a new brand. And they actually started repeating this year after year because it worked so well. Well, I think it's crazy because back then, now I think about, I mean, we'd have like our parents or our friends drive us to the airport or we would still maybe use a taxi. But now it's like, I don't even think twice. It's just like natural. Yeah. Like Uber. Just Uber it. Uber. In 2013, they actually like upped the game. They went from seven cities to 33 cities globally where they did this. Wow. And people went even crazier. Wait, they're global. Mm -hmm. Wow. You didn't know Uber was global? Well, I knew they were in Mexico because we— Oh, they're everywhere. Everywhere. Every single country. There's a few countries that probably restrict— like, because, like, legislation maybe has—they've, like, blocked them. But, no, they're global. Wow. People went crazier this time. And probably because Uber had a full, like, year under its belt of building more brand awareness. In 2014, they included temporary tattoos with their Uber ice cream packages. Okay. Fun. In 2016, they partnered with Magnum, who added new flavors that were exclusive to certain cities. Like, the Magnum, the ice cream bars. Oh, not yeah. the condom brand. Okay. I was like— that would I've be never hit. heard of Magnum ice cream bars. I mean, I hope I'm not alone. I went straight to the condoms. Really? 
I mean, maybe that's where my brain goes, but yeah. <laughs> ice cream bars. Ice cream. Ice cream. Um, and a lucky few from Seattle received ice cream from pirates. Oh, that's awesome. Why not? And stats show that in just one year, in 2015, nearly 70 million people came across this stunt on their social media feeds. Yep. That's how I saw it. Crazy. And I remember being like, Melissa, why can't we get this to our office? That's usually what she says to me, like, after something's happened. She's like, why didn't you tell me about this? And I'm like, I can't be everywhere. I can't do everything. I can't know everything. But I know most things. Okay. And I am most places. <laughs> but, I mean, we missed out on the Uber ice cream. We missed out. But let me tell you about this one, Alexis. This is the one that you are going to be sad about. Okay. Well, one of them. On Friday, May 4th, 2012, you could have ordered a traveling mariachi band at the click of a button. Dang! I know! That... You know, that, if you don't know Alexis, this is literally her dream. I've been dying because I heard John Jay and Rich do this a long time ago. And I've been dying to order a mariachi band to wake up Wes. Because if you know Wes, he's like not like, you know, he's not very happy until he has his coffee. So like, he's kind of grumpy. Wait. And my dream is to have him sleeping and the mariachis come in. Oh, my God. How about for his last day at Serendipit? We literally bring in a mariachi band to wake him up. I Or, like, it. should we have them at the office? I don't know. That's kind of weird. I think I, they're waking him up. I one think is we video better. it. Nobody tell us. He does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> he says that he, he hears our voices all day long. And why would he want to hear our voices even more? <laughs> <sighs> that man. Well, yes, you could have done this. If you were in the San Francisco Bay Area, you could have requested one of three of the Bay Area's premier mariachi bands from noon to 5 p.m. that day. And you could book one song and get that performance delivered anywhere in the city to any person in the city just by clicking the Let's Party button. I love that. You would pay $100, and along with the performance, you'd also get a bottle of Trace Agave Margarita Mix and a piñata. Dude, I know, Uber. I know. This needs to be a staple. Like some of these stunts that it really angers me because I mean, I know there are other people like me that would order this all the time. Well, this was for Cinco de Mayo, clearly, because it was Friday, May 4th, and Cinco de Mayo's the next day. But you don't just need mariachis on Cinco de Mayo. I mean, you always need on mariachis. demand every day. I mean, like a traveling DJ. Like there's so many things that the Uber. possibilities are endless. There needs Uber. to be Uber party. Come on, create it. Come on, Ubs. Well, Actually, you had to supply your own tequila, too, just so you know it was just a mix. But that's fine, right? Oh, that's fine. And then Uber even offered to help surprise, like, your love. If you wanted to use the piñata to propose, they would put your ring inside of it. You hit it, and just the ring, it's like, sh <laughs> that would be my thing. I'd nail it, and the ring would go flying, with and we'd lose luck. it. <laughs> You'd be like, what? Oh, okay. Oh, well. Did I ever tell you that one time I was at the bar with Wes at Radio Milano, and I was, like, playing with my ring? And I have all these rings, and they flew in the ice bucket at the bar, and there's a hole. And the guy's, like, digging, and he couldn't—I mean, they're this. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time I had just gotten engaged, and I was on a boat that we used to have, and I went underneath to, like, put the cooler under there, and the cooler hit my diamond off of my ring— and it went under the boat, and we found it next to the drain like three hours oh, later. I remember that. That was forever ago. I mean, literally, it was like the month after I got engaged. And I'm an old woman. So it's been yeah, a long time. That was a long time. <laughs> I'm not old. You're supposed to say days. you're not old. Oh. Be a friend. I mean, 
You're just six <laughs> months younger than me, so I feel. But old is his state of mind. We learned that from Artie Baxter the other night. You know, it was very clear that we were all saying we feel old, and he just made a statement like, hey, guys, good for all of you fuckers. I am not old. And he's like three or four years older than us. And, you know, you just make a statement. You don't feel old or look old. That's true. He takes good care of himself, too. So a lot of self-care going on in that house. All right. February 2013. Romance on demand. So on Valentine's Day in 2013, Uber riders in 15 major cities in the U.S. and Canada were able to request hashtag romance on demand. Ooh, what does that mean? Within the Uber (laughs) app. What do you think it means, actually? Let's go there first. Describe it to me. I mean, if I think of what romance on demand, like my ideal romance on demand would be like, you know, someone bringing me roses with wine and like setting up some like sexy music you know like the total stereotypical cheese ball yeah is that what it did no (laughs) maybe kind of close or like delivering like a hot guy that was romantic like not just calling it romance on demand (laughs) (laughs) that is literally called prostitution (laughs) <laughs> Not in my world, man. It's romance on demand. Brilliant. I oh, mean, another company. Market it, it. Market it, and it is, you know, it can happen. It can happen. Okay, well, the, Uber was not prostituting men or women. Okay. <laughs> they were basically delivering a bouquet of roses and a custom card. Oh, you got let down. I got let down. I need a little more romance in my life. So, basically, this showed up as a rose on the app. And you could click the rose and drop a pin wherever you wanted the rose delivered or the roses delivered. And then the driver would drop off the roses with a smile and the app would charge you 150 bucks for roses and delivery. That's kind of expensive. Yeah, it's kind of boring, but I think they get better later. So just wait. This was I mean, like, you could like send them to your secret admirers, like send the roses. Yeah, like there already was delivery of flowers. They really needed to like, ri- like, Romance, something. romance, sex it punch up. punch that one Come up. On. Like, at least deliver it in, like, like a gaggle of hot guys. Deliver the roses. A gaggle of hot guys. <laughs> I need a gaggle of hot guys. Don't we all? Jeez, that's brilliant. See? I'm telling you. Okay, July 2013. Being West Coasters, like, we are not super familiar with the commute from New York City to the Hamptons. I've never <laughs> no. done it. I'm just going to the Hamptons for the weekend. But I... Get that it's a drag. Let me tell you, because I have binged Summer House on Bravo, and I feel like I know. I'm okay. in. Like, I know you the know. lingo. I know about the Hamptons. I'm like, I get it. Okay? okay? Well, it's a drag. So if you were looking for a ride in July 2013 to the Hamptons from New York City, you're in luck. Because for one day and one day only, Uber offered the chance for you to take a helicopter ride to the Hamptons. Oh, my God. Brilliant. And they were helicopter? Yes. And they were doing this to promote its new summertime service in the exclusive, like, village of the Hamptons. Like, they were like, we are now in the Hamptons, and this is how we announce and unveil that we are in the Hamptons with helicopters. Basically, you would just request the ride, and then if you were so lucky as to get it, an SUV would pick you up from the city and whisk you away to a conveniently located helipad where your chariot awaits. And then, when you are done with your ride, another SUV would pick you up from the helipad and take you to your summer house. Did you have to pay for this? Or was it like a contest? $3,000. Oh, darn. (laughs) I was like, if this was a promotion, $3,000. 
I mean, the people who go to the Hamptons from New York probably would pay $3,000 all day, every day. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, but it was a one-day thing. This was just a stunt. Like, how many rides did they actually do? I do not know, but I love it. I love it. I love it. So, September 2013, Alexis, are you a Back to the Future fan? Mm, Not really. No? Kind of. Yeah. Like, we watched it. I watched it, but... But we didn't really get it because we were too young. Yeah, it's kind of like old school for me. Well, Uber created a... Do you like how I threw that in there? Yeah. We were too young. Uber created a really fun promotion in September 2013 in San Francisco. Okay. I learned something recently the other day. Never call it San Fran. Nobody who actually lives in San Francisco calls it San Fran. They do not like it. Do not do it. Oh, okay. San Francisco. Or the Bay Area Area. is okay, too. I say San Fran. Not anymore. Okay. Okay. That would be cool. Well, Uber partnered with GE to offer DeLorean rides over three days in San Francisco. Okay, that is cool. You had to, like, really stock your app and wait for a DeLorean to be available because clearly they were in high demand. And when you saw one pop up, you could quickly try to book it, and you would just get a 15-minute ride. That was the max, and it was one rider at a time. I assume it was a two-seater. Yeah, I think DeLorean is a two-seater. Yeah. Um, And there were only four total on the road. But oh, that's what a fun. But still, promotion. they didn't. I probably they probably didn't tell people there were only four. Oh, yeah, no. I doubt it. I totally doubt it. But like, how random in your city you see like all these DeLoreans just like dropping people off places. Awesome. Gosh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Okay, 2013 December Uber Tree. We talked about this briefly in our like I think it was our top holiday PR Suns and campaigns episode. Oh, we did. Okay. But, Wait, um, before you go there, there's Uber Luxury. Can you get picked up in a Ferrari? I do not know. I I didn't see it this don't weekend. don't think they have it. I don't think that— That would be cool. That's more than luxury because they have, like— That must be, like, Uber Elite. <laughs> elite. I mean, it's not black. It's way no. cooler than black. I, I've never seen that option. I don't know. But, okay, so Uber Tree— this one I love. Uber partnered in 2013 with the Home Depot to deliver on-demand Christmas trees to customers in 10 U.S. cities. And trees cost 135 bucks. And they also included like an Uber gift. And I'm pretty sure it was like a scarf. Or an ornament. Or an ornament, if I remember correctly. And I think this is so smart for people who live in like high-rise apartments who don't have cars. Like if you live in a big, like Chicago, for example, or New York, it's really rare that you have a vehicle. So getting a tree is fucking horrible. Oh, my God. I think anywhere. I Like, the process of putting it on your car. Like, think about all these single moms. I know they've, like, everyone puts it there. But getting it on and off, I dread that time because I don't carry it. I drop the tree. It's, like, so stressful in our household, I have to tell you. Well, you get a real tree every year. Yeah. But I would love if they just put it on our doorstep. <laughs> then I would just have to take it from the doorstep to the room. No, this is such a process. It's like, okay, Lex, stand on the end. And Wes is like pushing the freaking tree and I have to catch it. And then I've dropped it and he's yelling at me like, Lex, catch it. I'm like, Wes, it is a 12-foot tree. I'm 5'4". Like, how the hell does this happen? Next time you can come and video it and just laugh your ass off because it is our kids like won't even, they get in and then they book it because they've seen so much drama. It's like crazy. They're scared. Love it. Okay. Well, you need this then, I guess. Bring it back, Uber. Bring I'm it back. You, all this stuff should be like a staple. I know. Okay. Next one. February 2014. This one might be my favorite. Okay. I fucking love Valentine's Day. I love it. I, I love I'm it too, such but a romantic. My husband doesn't love it. No husband. 
No, no they're like, had holiday. They just want to say that. Four holidays. Okay, well, Stupid. come on, guys. This is your chance to fucking step it up. Women love Valentine's Day. Be cheesy romantic. Do something big. Just like one day of your life. Just do it. Yes. We speak on behalf of every woman. <laughs> okay, well, in Valentine's Day 2014, Uber teamed up with MasterCard to offer on-demand skywriting services. Oh, my God. Ugh. My name in the sky. Dude, I'm like, I literally, it, that like, gets me so hot. Cool. Kind of. <laughs> cool down, cool but down. Like, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Valentine's Day in 2014, there was an Uber Sky option when you opened the app. If you lived in New York, Los Angeles, San Diego, or Dallas, you could select the option. And if you were lucky enough to get a confirmation— an Uber rep would call you, take down your message, which could be up to 12 characters long, and it would cost 500 bucks, which that's a fucking deal. That is a deal. I am worried. But how many of these did they do? They had to like coordinate the air I'm space? sure that they did not do money. I do not okay. have stats on any of the actual redemptions in any of these because Uber did not want anybody to know that they did five. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, let's be honest. Smart. But I think 500 bucks is actually pretty reasonable for Telling me I'm beautiful in the sky? <laughs> Melissa, I can get my brother to just, like, fly a banner for you if you want. Is a banner not as cool? Or banner's cool. Like, what if you're, like, laying on the beach and a banner just— if it's it, like, like, And if it's explicitly for me, like, people in, know that it's for Melissa, Melissa Dijon, Filippo, I'll be like, They yes. can't fit that shit on a banner. <laughs> that, whole, that word's more than 14 characters, whatever. <laughs> okay, along with this promo with MasterCard— Uber also partnered with ProFlowers that same year in all U.S. cities where Uber was operating that year. And riders received a rose during their ride and like a ProFlowers discount card. Oh, that's smart. I know. That's a good partnership. I know. I really like it. So good one. Uber. Bring it back. Uber Sky. April 2014. Oh, actually, they get better. This one is my other favorite. Okay. God. It was made for us. We just talked about how we have a million ideas in our brain and we, like, could start 14 businesses, like, in the next hour. Well, in April 2014, we could have taken one of those ideas and pitched it to seasoned investors in the back of our Uber. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. We would have only had seven minutes to get our idea across, but how fucking cool is that? That is so cool. So Uber took the standard elevator pitch session to a new level— offering startups the opportunity to pitch their ideas to investors from the back of a vehicle. For one day and one day only, anyone in Palo Alto, Mountain View, or Menlo Park, California could request an Uber pitch ride, a free ride that gave them seven minutes of pitch time and seven minutes of feedback from a Google Ventures investor. Wow, that's awesome. A car would pick you up, and like I said, you have seven minutes to pitch, and then the investor only has seven minutes of feedback for you. I mean, that is a crazy cool chance to get in front of some of Silicon Valley's most accomplished Did investors. Did it say how many people actually, like— Uber reports on none nothing. of this. And okay. all of the press coverage—I mean, I did not mention this. I think you know. The earned media they got from every single one of these promotions— through the fucking roof. So much press coverage. That's why they did all of these That's things. why they do them, yeah. yeah. But anyways, I think this is so cool. Like, 
I don't even know who they sent in the rides. Realistically, Wait, it probably— Wait, you know what's so cool is they don't—they care about the press, but they're not, like, most companies are going to be stressing about the follow-through and how many and coordination and blah, blah, blah. This is nothing this about is that. nothing. This is just get the press. Just yeah. get the name out there. Do something cool. And with, snap one photo. Yeah, and with a partnership, it's a paid partnership, I'm sure, in most of these. Like, I just think it is so insanely cool. And actually, it worked so well— that they brought the promotion back later that same year during the summer in Europe. Mm-hmm. So cool. I If you are out there and you pitched an investor in the back of an Uber in April 2014, please contact us. Like, I want to know. know. I need the details. I want the scoop. Okay. February 2015 and 2016. Puppy Bowl. Love it. Uber was the sponsor of the 2015 and 2016 Puppy Bowl. Awesome. Which, if you don't know the Puppy Bowl, where the heck have you been? And literally, are you a serial killer? Because it's the cutest fucking thing ever. It's so cute. Like, you, have, you've watched it. Yeah. I mean, I don't like. <sighs> no, but like, it's on in the background. Yeah. You're like watching it. Yeah. It's the Super Bowl for puppies. For puppies. And it mimics the big game, but with puppies. puppies. It is. Very highly watched every year. It draws like around 2 million viewers. Wow. Pretty good that for is. a bunch of puppies. Puppies. So along with its sponsorship of this big game, Uber offered a 15-minute cuddle huddle for customers in select cities. So basically, you could order puppies to your door, and cuddle time costs you 30 bucks. And all of the cash went directly to canine shelters and rescues in town. I love that. Of course. We tried to do it, but we tried. no puppies were delivered. No. But it got so much press coverage. So but much. I actually think that one, I did hear people that, because in, remember Alex Abernathy? They got him delivered to the Asset Campus yeah. office. Oh, I heard so, like, people I heard people actually, that one, they actually followed through with the stunt. Yeah. I mean, they followed through with all of them, but it's like. The amount. Who, yeah, yeah. Who really got it. Yeah. I wonder how, like, they pick the Uber drivers to do it. Mm. Like, is it actual Uber staff, like, that they employ? Or do they do a contest for their, like, Uber, you know, again, contractors? Like, yeah. I wonder how they pick these people. I don't know. I want to be the puppy deliverer. Yeah. I want to play with puppies. Yes. One time you played with pigs. We I had did. pigs delivered, baby pigs, to our office to surprise Lex for her 30th birthday. That was awesome. Or 35th birthday. Sorry, 35th. I forget. You're old. So it's <laughs> like I'm just— so many of them. <laughs> October 2015, Uber Kittens. Ooh. Uber has run this promotion a lot because people fucking love it. They love animals. Like, they just want to be happy. Yeah. Most recently, it ran in October 2015. So they've really, I could like— do Uber Chicks. <laughs> <gasps> That's like double entendre. You know what? Uber Chicks with your chicks will be hot chicks and will bring chicken fingers. Yes! <laughs> Let's just do it and like swimsuits and chicken make fingers our own and chicks like stunt and it just not be real. And we're not going to drive you anywhere because we fucking hate driving. <laughs> How about we pick you up and you drive us around? <laughs> yeah, and we'll just hold the chicks. We'll hold the chicks. That's fine. Okay. Well, anyways, Uber has run its kitten promotion, like I said, a few times. Most recently in October 2015, and it made it available in over 50 cities. For 30 bucks, you got 15 minutes of snuggle time with adoptable and adorable kittens. And money from each snuggle purchase, again, went to support local shelters, which I, I love. love that. And super cute idea, but also a lot of purpose behind it. Uber Kitties was about connecting cat lovers with kittens in a fun way that helps the animals find caring, lifelong homes. 
So the cats were up for adoption. Cute. But the smart thing is you couldn't, like, get a delivery and then be like, I love this cat. I'm going to keep it. They wanted to, like, vet you first to make oh, sure good. you, like, weren't a fucking crazy cat crazy lady. Crazy cat lady. Yeah. Um, so they did. They would vet you, like, the same day in some cases. But anyways, like, I love it. And actually, Lex, this is so cool because as of the last time they did this stunt— Uber kittens had placed more than 300 cats in permanent homes. Oh, that see, you have one stat from Uber. One stat. Oh, yes. that's great. Okay, January 2016, another Uber chopper. This one's awesome. Okay. So Uber brought back its helicopter idea, but they made it a little more affordable this time around. Okay. Have you ever attended the consumer electronic show CES in Vegas? I have. You have? Yeah, one year. Awesome. I haven't, but we've had so many clients do products there, so I've had to like— basically get super familiar with the trade show and like for to set up media meetings and I know from attending other conferences at that trade show center that like to walk from one side to the other or really get anywhere on the strip to that convention center during a trade show could take hours oh my god it's impossible okay so in 2016 uber offered on-demand helicopter rides from set locations on the strip eliminating the headache of dealing with traffic during ces That's awesome. So it was from January 4th through 8th in 2016. CES visitors were able to order their very own helicopter ride for just 99 bucks. Wow. And it was hashtag Uber Chopper. That's what it was called. And it was a partnership between a local tour operator, Maverick Helicopters, and Uber. That's so smart. So smart. I love it. And it was during CES. The coolest thing, I bet you anything, they prioritize like journalists getting the rides. Yeah. Duh. Duh. So they got all of this press coverage at like the biggest tech conference in the world. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. February 2016, on-demand lion dances. What's a <laughs> lion dance? Like lion dance or lion? <laughs> well, I-, I would prefer a lion dance, but this is lion dances. So Uber Singapore offered pop-up lion dances to celebrate the Lunar New Year. What? Yes, the Chinese New Year. Okay, but like, how did they do this? (laughs) So in cities around China and in Singapore, customers could use the Uber app to call for a real-life lion dance at their location. And it was just as simple as calling for a ride. Like, the dance would be billed to your credit card, and the lion dance troupe would just show up at your business or your home and— dance for you and it's not real lions like it's people i'll show you a picture oh i thought it was real lions i'm like my face right now i'm like i just don't get it that's like the chinese new year oh the chinese new year lion yes (laughs) i'm like i'm picturing them like holding this lion and like dancing with them what (laughs) you should have said that before you said like lions i literally said like, no, the I said, Lunar New Year, the Chinese New Year. Like, I, I just thought that you knew what the lion dance was. No, I didn't. <laughs> I know. Like, no, I don't. Okay, well, now you do. <laughs> it's not real lions. That's fucking weird. <laughs> but I was like, logistically, <laughs> where did they put this lion in the car? Like, what is the safety features on this thing? Like, this is crazy. Okay, well, no, fake lions, real people dancing in big lion, lion costumes. costumes. And this was so cool because— if you actually get, like, this lion dance, it's said that this dance, like, brings good fortune in the coming year. Because the Chinese New Year, it's, like, all—there's a lot of superstitions, yeah. you know? So it was really clever because it pushed this service out as, like, 
a way to celebrate the Chinese New Year and be in with the culture and bring good luck. And it got so much attention. Love so much it. Press. Yeah. Next time they should do real lions, though. <laughs> a little more liability there. Real quick, the prices for that were actually really reasonable, too. It was basically $31 in, like, the Chinese currency. It was CNY188 was the amount. I don't know what the Chinese dollar is, what, it, what it's called. And then the Singapore dollar was 50 bucks, which is 39 bucks too. So oh, pretty good. Good. Yeah. All right. Alexis, this one's again for you. May 2018, Uber Wine. Ooh, I love it. What do you think it is? On-demand wine. Ish. Or they take you to wineries. That's Nailed even it. better. Nailed it. So we love wine tasting. Yes. We love it. Like, if you don't love wine tasting, unless you're a recovered alcoholic, like, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry because it is such a fun experience. It is the funnest because you just, you're like your job is to drink. Sipping wine, enjoying the scenery, talking to people. I mean, if anyone doesn't know, when our husbands pass away, Melissa and I are going to buy a winery and we're going to be pouring wine and just sitting as old biddies, you know, in our rocking chair, drinking wine after a full day of pouring wine. And then we're going to go back and, and we're just gonna pour talk more wine and drink their, more wine. Their stories while yeah. they drink wine. I mean, it is literally chef's kiss. Exactly what I want. Okay. So in 2018, Uber Wine was launched specifically to help you get around San Luis Obispo, which that's where we spent my 30th birthday on a wine trip. Yes. And Santa Barbara. And you could get on the app and request wine or wine XL, and you'd be paired with a driver who you would get to keep for the whole day. Awesome. And they would sh chauffeur you and your group from winery to winery. The app also partnered with five local wineries to offer $10 off a bottle at each stop. That's so smart, because remember that when we did go for your 30th birthday, that one woman who drove us also had all the knowledge and, like, the hookups to the wineries. So... That is smart. Isn't it so smart? I, I love it. loved it. And I actually, like, don't know why they still wouldn't have this option. I know. Because it seems like—because whenever we go to Napa—I mean, it wasn't in Napa when I was there. We just, like, get rides from place to place. If it's just me and Mark, I'm not going to, like, get a limo for the two of us. And we want, like, more—I don't want to be, like, required and locked into any plan necessarily. Yeah. So, I don't know. One time we did actually hire a driver, like, in an SUV the whole time. It's just nice to know. Yeah. That you have someone ready. I love it. Okay. 2020 Uber Boats. Uber Boats. So Uber launched its new Uber Boat service in London. And while it wasn't a ride-sharing service, it was an interesting move for the company, like, into existing public transportation systems. Okay. And it was a great marketing move. So Uber Boat did not mean you got your own boat on demand. It actually was a partnership between Thames Clippers, London's commuter ferry service, and Uber. So basically, they rebranded 20 ferries that you could book your ticket through the Uber app. That's oh. It. So like it was just like a way to get more people using that public transportation. Because now, if you think about it, that's 2020. The world is so used to Uber now. It's almost like Uber has to make it easier for these other forms of transportation that are like available and they're doing it through the Uber Shoot, app. Shoot, we needed that in Boston. Where was Andrew and I went one time and we were walked all over and we kept missing the water taxi. Oh, like yeah. we needed Uber water taxi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's so smart. They should do that like in all these different places. I mean, there's not a lot of places where you just need a boat, but I mean, but what about like a train? 
Yeah. Eh, well, a train just doesn't come cool. to you. <laughs> Neither does a ferry. No, but a boat does. Yeah, I mean, they really should do Uber boats for, like, Lake Pleasant. Like, every lake. In Chicago, Mark and I have so many times been like, let's rent a boat today because we used to spend a whole month in the city in July. And you look out and all these beautiful, like, yachts are on the water. I just want to rent one for a couple hours. You have to book it way in advance. Give it to me on demand. demand. I love it. Anyways, Uber is really smart. Really smart. In 2021, Alexis, Uber generated $17.4 billion in revenue. Wow. Not too shabby. And that was a 56% increase year on year. Wow. Yes. And that was way better than even its 2019 figures. Obviously, 2020, kind of a funky year because of the pandemic. It was back in You know what's crazy? I wonder if there are any stats, like if when gas prices were so crazy, if Uber was more successful or less successful? Gas prices are still so crazy. I mean, they've gone down a little bit. Yeah, but, but I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, I could see both ways. One, Uber prices go up. Two, people get rid of their cars and they're like, I'm not going to drive because it costs 100 My My car costs $150 or more to fill up. It's horrible. Yeah, mine's 150 right now to fill it up. I want an electric vehicle. Yes, but it will take a long time for you to get one. No, won't. An SUV one? No, I, I don't. I want the truck. I want the F-150. Oh. I want to get on the list. I don't need. I don't like need an Escalade. My husband is the one who needs an Escalade. Oh, no. I need a Porsche. So mm. like Porsche, if you want me to donate one to me, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alexis is getting Porsches donated. We're getting Uber boats going. Mariachis. Like, mariachis. Well, despite being almost synonymous with the ride sharing industry, like we said, Uber's share of the U.S. market has actually been declining recently, falling from 74% in September 2017 to 69% in July 2021. So just a few points, but like, that's not a great trend. No, I wonder why. I mean, I... Because they don't have Uber boats. (laughs) (laughs) Uber, that is the answer to your problem. They need, they need these stunts. We need to write them a letter. (laughs) Let's write a letter. I hear hear letter writing these days really gets... So right through. We need to figure this out. We need to say, Uber, you need like the party. You need the whole other version of your mariachis all the time. Yes, I want the pitch opportunity at any given moment. Like if I'm in San Francisco, I want to pitch an investor. You should just rotate it in different cities and see where it sticks the most. Will it stick? Yes, it fucking will. Uber, just do it. Uber, it it will stick. Okay, well, real quick, let me thank my sources. DigiDay had an awesome article about Uber's marketing. Fast Company had a wonderful little piece about a look back at Uber's wackiest promotions. And then a website called squeezegrowth.com had a really great piece just on Uber's marketing strategies. And there were so many others that I will link at willitstickpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. And this is a challenge. Go on our Instagram and tell us what Uber stunt you think should be permanent. Yes. Please. ASAP. We'll maybe do like a poll. Yes, we're going to do a poll. And if you have your own unique idea, let's pitch us because we'll pitch it to Uber. We're going to call Uber. We're writing them a letter. We're (laughs) writing them a letter. We're handwriting them a letter and we're going to deliver it on a horse drawn carriage. Yes, but follow us on (laughs) wherever you listen to your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I know there's like 200 other areas to listen to podcasts. Um, Most of you listen to Apple Podcasts. I see the stats. Stats. But um, have a great day. Bye. Bye.